we go to the scripture. Let me give you the topic. Children, I want you to be able to tell me what the topic is. So I'm going to tell you first, and then we're going to keep the secret from the adults, and then we'll tell them. It says, Jesus takes away every disappointment. What is our topic? Jesus takes away every disappointment. Thank you. I want to hear my little people say it. The little people in the church. Jesus does what? Takes away. Go ahead. Every disappointment. Was that a Selena voice I heard? Nope. Whose voice was that? That was Selena. I know voices. Jesus takes away every disappointment. Jesus takes away every hurt is the other part of the subject. And then the subtopic should be the topic probably. If God be for me, who can be against me? And, well, I'm going to use what I heard today. I heard Sister Donna talking about bullying. I'm saying it because it connects. Otherwise, I wouldn't say it. Ironically enough, Zoe and Zion were with me yesterday until their dad picked them up, and the last thing Zoe asked her aunt to play was, hang on in there. And you all sang it today, and I thought, Lord, it's amazing. Even though we're not physically together, somehow you're uniting us. Amen. And we sang, went down the road just singing it yesterday, among some other songs that I've heard this morning. <clears throat> so I just want to share with you out of the scripture, Jesus takes away every disappointment. How many of us have ever been disappointed? Maybe you thought you were going to get a certain teacher, and then you got another one. Maybe you thought you were going to get a certain toy or a pair of shoes, and you got another one. Maybe you thought that you were going to meet Mr. or Mrs. You fill in the blank, and you haven't met them. Maybe you thought there was going to be a job that surely, with your qualifications, you would get, and it just didn't happen yet. Well, today, I come to you to say to you that Jesus takes away every what? Disappointment. And he also takes away every what? Hurt. Uh-huh, so we're rocking now. He takes away every disappointment, and takes away every hurt. And then I'm here to tell you, if God be for you, who can be against you? And many times, you have to face the devil just like that, and look him square in the face and say, God is on my side. I hear your noise, and you're making lots of it, Bully. I'm glad you identified that adults get bullied too. It's called peer pressure. Sometimes people press you so hard. I'm reminded of a time when I was a teenager. Can I tell this? And I was with my friends after the football party, a uh, football game. We were having a party and everybody was sitting around and they had a joint. They were passing the joint. And they said, Elvin, take a puff 
Thank you, Marquise. Help me out. Yes, and I said, I don't smoke weed. Marijuana. And they said, take one. We'll give you a shot. Gun. And I said, no, thank you. For some reason, my dad and mom had drilled in my little head that I ought not to do certain things. And even though I was not in their sight, in their earshot, somehow their voice followed me and told me, uh-uh, get up out of here. Get up out of here. And so I went on out of there. And no, I'm not bragging on me. I'm talking about when you put something down on the inside of a person, Many times they can get free because they hear that still small voice. Anybody ever heard that voice in this room? Anybody ever heard the voice of caution that speaks to you expressly and say, you better get out of here. This is not for you, honey child. Or they might say, your daddy's going to kill you. That was probably what the voice said to me. Your daddy's going to kill you. You better get on out of here. <clears throat> Surely enough, one day I was being hard-headed and my daddy showed up on that porch, that very same porch. For some reason, he had something in his hand and they were convincing. <laughs> Child, you better go into the house. We don't even want you back over here because your daddy's crazy. However, I'm so glad. What am I talking about? Peer pressure and people being pressed into doing things that perhaps they wouldn't do. Then here comes the heartache and the trouble and the woe. But here I, I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus takes away every hurt and every disappointment. <clears throat> Sometimes we're disappointed in our what? Selves. We're disappointed in ourselves. And we begin to beat ourselves with the same old man disappointment until God comes in getting ahead of myself. Let me go to the scripture. It says, uh, Romans 8, 31 and 32 says, what shall we say then to these things? <clears throat> so ahead of us, there was a lot of things said. And now it's come to the point that says, what shall we say then to these things? And the resounding answer came, if God is for me, who can be against me? And I want to say to the children, yes, people will bully you. Yes, they're trying to press you and peer pressure you into doing things. But I want you to know today that you can take the same stand and tell that evil whatever it is. If God, God is for me, and you better leave the child of God alone. Amen. I had an experience one day, uh, before I went to church, somebody was giving me a hard time. I mean, a difficult time. When I came back in that area, I had to pass through there again. That same person had broke their arm. So what happened to you? Uh, you left here, I fell, broke my arm. So, okay. So what am I saying? If God is for you, sometimes you don't have to cuss them out. You don't have to lay them out, but you might feel like it. Somebody said you might feel like it. You might feel like it, but hold your peace. Let the Lord fight your battle. Come on, Jesus. And when he does, 
They can't say you laid a hand on them. Because you over there getting your, getting your hallelujah on them. You over there getting your thank you Jesus on them while the Lord is handling your business. And I want you to know, somebody need to hear this this morning, that when God is for you, people can run their mouth, they can say what they want to say, but God got a way. He's the equalizer. Amen? Tell somebody he's the equalizer. It's not the terminator. It's God. <laughs> it's the creator, not the terminator. See, the terminator comes to destroy everything in his path, but God, the creator, come to balance things out. He knows when to hold them and when to fold them. Amen. Amen. Some people say, well, sick them, God. He said, well, hold on. I'm waiting on another day to sick them. Amen. Somebody Amen. said, you ain't doing it fast enough. Then he brought the scriptures that Psalm 37 said, fret not thyself because of evildoers, because in a few days they will soon be cut off. They will wither like grass. Somebody said, this sounds like a judgment message. Take it for what it's worth. Amen. We have no reason to fear that the Lord will not give us whatever is profitable for us. <laughs> Seeing that he has not spared his own son to save us. You see, St. John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world that he, his only, that whosoever believe in him should not but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. So God didn't spare his own son because he wanted to save the whole world. And he sent his son to do the job. Amen. So in other words, he didn't spare his own son. He will do what's profitable to you, for you, to you, and even through you. Then I heard in another place, it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's still Romans 8, verse number 14. Amen. So many times God will lead us, amen, and guide us, amen. He is our leader through the Holy Spirit. How many of us have ever been led by the Holy Spirit? Amen. You hear Lord telling you, do it this way or don't do it that way. The Holy Spirit is put in place to lead and guide us, amen. God even will give us a place of rest. Mm -hmm. somebody, somebody experienced suffering before He steps into our suffering Amen He steps into our new experiences and The duties that we have the, the new claim of faith that we have The hope and the love that we have But there are times when he arrests us In our activity And rests us under the shadow Of his almighty wing and today I say when God is for you, he will take you under his wings and allow you to rest. Amen. Aren't we glad about it? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He will quiet us in the secret place uh -huh, of the Most High. He told us that we could abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Just read Psalms 91. You'll hear those words being said. Amen. God sends the Holy Spirit to give us a place of peace and satisfaction. As I studied the word, it occurred to me, and I heard him say, I am constant. What am I saying? Some people will show up and then one day, the next day they won't show up. Some people will help you one day and the next day they won't help you. But the God that we serve is what? Constant. He's ever present. 
He's ever available. The Bible tells me that he neither slumbers nor does he sleep. He is ever available to your need. Amen. Amen. So therefore, he comes to take away every disappointment. He comes to take away every hurt. He's not a temporary God. He is a God that is constant. And everything around us may be temporary. In other words, I had a good mother and a good father. But my mom and daddy, I trust, are resting in heaven right now. They have gone on and left the scene and left me here. I had a brother who was a mighty man, big and robust. When he was sick, we looked upon him in the bed, and he looked like he should be able to get up and walk. He was one that would protect you with his life, but he went on. But let me say to you that no matter who goes on and go out of your life, God is constant. Let the church say amen. amen. He said, I will be with you always. And I love to say it all the way, whichever way you go, God is there. He's there. He's available to you. And we don't have to fear. The strength of our life is who he is. We don't have to be afraid because we can believe and trust in faith. Somebody said that the Old Testament patriarchs, I believe it's, uh, mm, is it Hebrews, yes, 11th chapter, talking about, talking about faith, amen. And then there's a part of it talks about the men and women who died in faith. Let me say to you, when you live in faith, you can what? Die in faith. Amen. Somebody said, well, why do you want to talk about dying? Because when we leave here, we want to be one of his. Amen. So every day, we ought to live in faith, regardless to what comes. Things come our way that we have no control of, but we say, God, we walk this faith walk in you. Amen. Somebody said, God is for us. He's not a temporary God. He's a constant God. Amen. In other words, only God satisfies the hunger and soothes the disappointments. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is with us, who shall we fear? If no one knows us, still his heart adores us. He loves us to the point that he sent his son on the cross to die for your sins. And mine, and I love to say it like this, his one and only son. He gave all that he had. How many of us, when we get down to our last, we chunk into the bag? <laughs> so wait a minute, this is my last. Amen. But God took what he had, all that he had, and gave it to us. Therefore, we cry out and call him Abba Father. He, he rocks us, amen, in the middle of the night. Anybody ever been through the night season? You've been weary. You've been feeling all kinds of ways. But God's love will rock you to sleep. I began to pray even this morning. And as I began to pray, next thing I know, I woke up. I said, oh God, I went to sleep. Then I start praying again and talking to Father again. And that is the way he does us, even in good times, even in happy times, even in sad times, even in bad times. He rocks us until the disappointments or the hurt is gone away. And that's why, let me say to you, church, that many times instead of turning to God, we turn to other things. You can name the things. Things like, somebody said, oh, really? And things like, yeah, that too. And things like, mm-hmm, that too. And the reason I didn't name it, because everybody have a go-to. 
at one point or another. But when we find out that God is constant, that he's not temporary, we can go to him first and find satisfaction. Unfortunately, I have done it too. Many times we go to him when? First or last. Anybody ever went to him last after we tried everything else? And then we said, oh yeah, by the way, I remember my mama told me I ought to try God. The preacher told me I should try God. The word of God is so beautiful. Uh-huh. Behold, the former things have passed away. And again, another place says all things have become new. Amen. 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 What's new? I heard someone say, I'm glad you asked what's new. My attitude is new. My gratitude is new. Amen. Many times, praise the Lord, we want God to bless us, but we've got the wrong attitude. Many times we want God to bless us, but we have no gratitude. God did 10 things for you. You haven't told him thank you yet. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus takes away every disappointment. He takes away every hurt. Amen. And when God is for you, it is better than the whole world against you. Amen. Since we walk and let us stand. Amen. Stand on up. Let's go come to an end. You can stand now. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want Jesus. Anybody know this? To walk with me. Help me say it. I want Jesus to walk with me while I'm on this tedious journey. Will you stand, please? Thank you. I want Jesus to walk with me. Hold my hand, Lord. Hold my hand. Somebody help me say Hold my hand, Lord, hold my hand. If you don't hold it, I can't make it. I want Jesus to walk.